This is the Cafe American Podcast. I'm your intrepid host, Christian. You can find the Cafe American Podcast on Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes. And uh, you can find me also on Twitter and Instagram. This is a political show. I try to make it about metaphysics, and every once in a while I do get into ancient technologies and metaphysics, which is past lives and all that energy work kind of deal. Uh, but however, having said all of that, I have started to do a second podcast with another co-host. Her name is Aurora, and this is the podcast where we specifically focus on metaphysical uh, concepts as well as energy work, ancient technologies, and how those ancient technologies and civilizations are still influencing society today. So it is a great podcast. You can find it on SoundCloud. Uh, you can also find it on Spotify and YouTube. The network that I'm on with Resonance is on the make or on the work uh, uh, network, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, look up Resonance. It is on SoundCloud on the Wake Up Radio. That's what it is. On the Wake Up Radio is the network that I'm on. It is The name of the show is Resonance. You can find me on SoundCloud, Spotify, and also on YouTube. It was about an hour long, and we talked about concepts that are fantastic, not just political in nature. So you can find me on there. Next time, it's a bi-weekly program, so we did one this week, and don't expect one. Uh, we did one uh, last week, right? So last week, don't expect one this week. Expect one the following week. And uh, you can find me all over the place now. So this is good. This is good. Also, on um, my usual outlets, I am getting a lot of of regular downloads so this is going to be fantastic i'm expecting within a year to actually make this worth something and then lo and behold i'll be able to do whatever i want and say whatever the fuck i want on where on whatever i wherever i want and then i can make that a living and then i can piss off of balconies and get shit-faced all the time not that i do so now uh also i am finally finally relocating from the American Southwest. It's been real, it's been fun, but it has not been real fun. Uh, I, I got a transfer, I am out of here. Goodbye. Have fun. I have, uh, it's been an experience. I would not trade the experience uh, for anything. However, I have had enough of said experience. Everybody out here is on some sort of fucking drug or some sort of alcoholic, and the craziest goddamn thing is that they're all functioning. So, so yeah, I've no moss. I'm out of here. See you later. I'm going back home. I'm going back to the East Coast, and it is finally going to be a good time. Uh, so, you know, as we do always, we talk about politics. The first story that I'd like to talk about is North Korea will become, quote-unquote, a different kind of rocket. An economic one. According to Donald Trump, he tweeted, My representatives have just left North Korea after a very productive meeting and an agreed-upon time and data for a second time Kim Jong-un, February 27th, 28th, in Hanoi. North Korea, under the leadership of Kim Jong-un, will become a great economic powerhouse. He may surprise some, but he won't surprise me because I have gotten to know him and fully understand how capable he is. Cue the left, MSNBC, CBS, and everybody else that says Donald Trump clearly is a tyrant and a dictator because he somehow understands Kim Jong-un. I somehow doubt that. What, what I will say about Kim Jong-un is, yes, he may have nuclear weapons. He, he, he may. 
because we've never really seen any explosive, uh, any footage of nuclear explosions, right? We only ever really get uh, seismic tests and seismic data about a supposed nuclear explosion, and supposedly this nuclear explosions or these nuclear explosions take place uh, subterraneously, so underneath mountains. And the first time that somebody from Donald Trump's presidency or administration met with Kim Jong-un, the said mountain that they performed tests under collapsed. Now, I had my own theories about that. I said that uh, they met with Kim Jong-un and said, look, you got to play ball or else. And he said, oh, really, what are you going to do? And somehow the United States decided to collapse that mountain. It could either be used, they could either be using scalar weapons, so weapons that mess around with electromagnetic frequencies, or they could have just launched something from space that had uh, enough power where it could, in fact, destroy said mountain, or it could be a special operations. Whatever it is, whatever it is, I do not believe that mountain just happened to have collapsed when Trump representatives were there to meet with Kim Jong-un for the very first time. So I also think, I also think that weapons of mass destruction do not come in the same form that you might think with North Korea. I happen to believe uh, that North Korea is on, has either discovered some very, very ancient technology that is more destructive than any sort of nuclear weapon that you can think of. We're talking about um, you know, bending space-time, or in fact, creating earthquakes. There's something to this. I mean, you could find a lot of stories about how North Korea's weapons tests also influence other parts of the globe when they actually occur. So what we're seeing here is, yes, there is some sort of seismic activity when they are supposedly creating these nuclear weapons uh, tests. However, uh, there's something else going on here. So I'm thinking that the United States is saying enough is enough, and we really need a political win in Asia because we want to blow up China. Uh, and so uh, – <laughs> and yeah, I, I really sincerely think we are on a, a collision course with China, Russia, and Iran. So if they can actually unite Korea, uh, then that gives them more leverage. They can do more things against China. I sincerely believe that's the case. Oh, by the way, China. China this week – uh, decided to release photographs of a large turret with an equally large barrel coming out of said turret. And in that said turret is, in fact, a railgun, a functioning railgun. And the United States has nothing like it. So not only does the United States not have any sort of hypersonic weaponry like Russia, they don't have any sort of functional railguns like China. And the United States is going to go in there. China also said it's going to build uh, four aircraft carriers to maintain dominance in the region. So I believe the United States is uh, should get ready for a bloody nose uh, coming soon in the next couple of years. Uh, another story that we're starting to see is this one world government slash one world religion. Uh, a couple of years ago, actually two years ago. And uh, a couple of years before that, and last year, we saw a whole bunch of world leaders decidedly going to Antarctica. Now, why? <laughs> why? 
Would John Kerry be going to Antarctica during a presidential election? Why would Newt Gingrich be going to Antarctica uh, when Donald Trump was elected? Why would the patriarch of Russian Orthodox or Eastern Orthodox Christianity be going down to Antarctica to take photographs at the Russian base down there? Are they all looking at global warming and its dastardly effects? Uh, no, I really don't fucking think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Who's uh, who's the astronaut that's left? Is that Buzz Aldrin or Neil Armstrong? Right. I believe it's Neil Armstrong. He goes down to Antarctica. Now, why, why are all these people going down to Antarctica? I really don't think they're, go they're going down there to look at the effects of global warming. And especially, I don't think they're going down there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but you can find pictures online of completely rectangular icebergs breaking off of Antarctica. Now, I know this is not nature. Nature is not somehow enabling itself to cut off completely rectangular icebergs the size of Manhattan. It just doesn't happen. Something is going on down there. And you can, you're starting to see more and more stories of these whistleblowers coming out and saying, yes, there is a whole civilization down there. They just did LIDAR. So LIDAR is like radar except with laser. And uh, LIDAR is what a lot of people are using now to find ancient civilizations below the jungle, uh, below deserts, because it is light that is bouncing off of things. And it can get through all of the foliage and it can get through all the dirt. So this is it, it, they just did this in Antarctica and they found an enormous cavern, an enormous cavern beneath. The ice, ice sheets in Antarctica, it is so big that I believe it is, I think it's 900 meters tall. So that's about 1,200, no, it's about 2,700 feet tall. Oh, um, or uh, it could be 300 meters, making it 900 feet tall. I think that's what it is. I don't have the article in front of me. But the size of the cavern itself is two times the size of Manhattan. How did that get there? And what is in said cavern? And has anybody gone down there? Neil Armstrong, before he went down there, he said, ready to go to the launch pad before he went to Antarctica. Now, what launch pad is he fucking talking about? Now, uh, uh, people will say, oh, he really means he's about to get on the airplane and to, to fly down and visit Antarctica. No, no, I sincerely do not believe that. I would sooner believe that there is a launch pad down in Antarctica, if not a certain, uh, well, runway that is established in Antarctica that allows them to descend through the ice to see said ancient civilizations and structures below the ice. There was also a whistleblower, if we're to believe him, on YouTube, after all, anything that appears on YouTube uh, must be true. Uh, he says that the military is going down into Antarctica, and they are also said to avoid. I, I believe this was on uh, Richard Hoagland's podcast. Uh, you can find it. Richard Hoagland is really, really tough to sit through because he rambles on and on and on before the guest gets to answer a fucking question. Uh, anyway, I believe it was on Richard Hoagland's podcast. Uh, this person descended into the ice and was actually amongst the ruins. And prior to descending to these said ruins, he described circular silvery disks that were flying around a mountain chain down there. 
And he was told, I don't know what those are, but they're not ours, meaning they're not part of the United States, maybe not even human. And just don't don't go near them and avoid them. They're not ours. Don't don't interact with them. Now, once he descended, once he descended into the ruins, he said they went through eight sided openings and there were massive, massive doors, sort of like the Coral Castle in Florida. Do a search on that. Uh, and these doors were a couple of tons uh, in weight. And he was able to push these doors with one finger because they were perfectly balanced. And uh, he also uh, mentioned that there was a green glowish hue coming up from the sides and the cracks and all of the walls and all of the, the floors. And the perfect temperature of 72 degrees was felt throughout said ruins. So there is something, there is some sort of power source, there is something going on underneath the ice of Antarctica. Now, what's even more interesting is that he described sigils and symbols all over the place. There were these symbols on the doors, there were these symbols in uh, or on the floor, on the walls, everything else. Now, these symbols looked like the following. It was a circle, so picture a circle, and there were 12 lines that were extended from the center of the circle up into a point, probably about uh, four-fifths of the way to the edge of the circle, where all of a sudden they made a 90-degree 90, 90 uh, turn at a right angle and then a 90-degree turn at a left angle. So you almost had a jagged line, and there were 12 of those lines. Now, what is that symbolic of? That is the symbol of the black sun. Where did we see the black sun? We saw the black sun in all sorts of Nazi occultish, uh, or not occultish, it is straight out occult uh, symbolism and iconography. So you have to look up Rudolf Hess. Rudolf Hess was an enormous occult person. Look up Bormann from the Nazi empire. They're all occult people. They all used the symbol of the black sun. Now you have to ask yourself, where the fuck did they get that symbol from? How did they know about that? How did they know about the black sun symbolism being uh, the same thing that the people in Antarctica were? This, there's something to this. This is enormous, enormous. Uh, the, the implications of this are, are staggering. And uh, there's one other thing. Martin Bormann he was the real brains behind the Nazi uh, outfit during World War II and beyond, and before that and beyond that, after World War II. Um, when he was asked, how did you develop all of these weapons, all of these technological weapons? I mean, there's rumors of a, of a nuclear blast. The, the Nazis got nuclear material and actually detonated a nuclear bomb. There's plenty of evidence for that. Um, and also there is plenty of evidence of a radical... Uh, flying device. It was what people refer to as the Nazi UFOs, Nazi Bell, whatever you want to call it. And he was asked, well, how did you develop all this? What, where did you get all this? These ideas are infrared technology, video cameras that are the size of televisions. By the, and you can put them in, in missiles and bombs and guide them to bomb. Where did you get all this shit from? And his only response was, well, we had help. Help from who? So you get where I'm going. So now, the reason why I bring all of this up, you have the patriarch of Russian Orthodox religion, uh, Christianity, going to Antarctica, Newt Gingrich, John Kerry, this, that, and the other thing. You have, uh, a couple of years ago, the head astronomer for the Vatican saying, well, 
God's creatures and, 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 and God's gifts, they come in all forms, not necessarily human and not only human forms. Well, well <laughs> where are you getting this from? What made you say that? And why did you say that? Who are you talking to? There has been an interesting development. It took place in Abu Dhabi, and Pope Francis went down there. He met with Sheikh Ahmed Al-Tayyib, and he is considered one of the biggest of the big wigs in Sunni Islam. He is essentially the Pope of Sunni Islam. And the Pope goes down there, and he signs a document. It is a very, very interesting document. And not only did he go down there to sign the document, how, but he also had a ton of representatives from all of the religions. Christianity, Islam, Judaism, other faiths, other faiths going down there. The document, this is according to the Vatican website, okay, so this is coming from the horse's mouth. All religions are to shake hands, embrace one another, kiss one another, and even pray. The document signed by Pope Francis and Grand Imam Al-Azhar Ahmed Al-Tayyib, yeah, good luck saying that, was prepared with much reflection and prayer, the Pope said. The one great danger at this moment, he continued, is destruction, war, and hatred between us. If we believers are not able to shake hands, embrace one another, kiss one another, and even pray, our faith will be defeated. The Pope explained that the document is born of faith in God, who is the father of all and the father of peace. It condemns all destruction, all terrorism, and the first terrorism in history, that of Cain. Okay, now, here's what's interesting about all of this. Sounds nice. However, Allah of Islam and God of Christianity is used interchangeably throughout the whole document. This is enormous. This is enormous. It is saying that there is no difference between God of Christianity and Allah of Islam. You have the head of Christianity, of Roman Catholicism, not all Christianity, Roman, Roman Catholicism, saying and using God and Allah interchangeably, he is telling you that there is something to Islam. He's also telling you that Christianity must recognize Islam, and it is not that far from Roman Catholicism. Now, what is the larger implication behind that? The larger implication is this. They are preparing for a one-world religion. That's what they're doing. And they are going to make sure that there is going to be another Council of Nicaea. Now, Council of Nicaea is when they took all the pagan stories, incorporated them into the Roman Catholic uh, or the Bible, the St. James Version, of the, the King James Version of the, of the Bible. Um, and they took all sorts of apocryphal stories. So the gospel according to Mary, the, the, the gospel according to Judas, and so on and so forth. They got rid of those and they incorporated a lot of Babylonian myths, and uh, so you have Isis in there, and you have um, and you have Diana and, and Ishtar and all this other stuff in the Bible now. 
there ha this is this is what's going to happen. They're going to have another Council of Nicaea where they're going to incorporate Muslim and Roman Catholicism into one religion. That's what's going to happen. They are going to try to incorporate Islam into Christianity. Now, if they do that, that suddenly explains why there is a massive influx of refugees going into Europe of the Islamic descent. Now do you understand? So what they are doing is they're saying you are one in the same with us. Christianity and Islam were ancient brothers, and we're always going to be brothers in the future. That's why Europe is yours, and Europe is ours. That's why the Middle East is ours, and it is also yours. Now, why would they be trying to do that? Because they are going to be ready for a showdown with Russia and China. What they're trying to do is surround Russia and China, not only militarily, but they're also going to surround them with cultural and faith-based initiatives. Do you understand what I'm saying here? They're going to hijack the Muslim religion, make it Christian. They're going to make the Christians in Europe accept Islam as one of their own. That way, you just expanded the population base for a war that is going to start between NATO, Russia, and China. That's what you're doing. And it isn't going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen 10 years from now, unless there is some sort of enormous event. But this is the long-term goal that they're looking at. Not If they do this, and they're successful with this, by incorporating Islam and Roman Catholicism, look at how many people, all of a sudden, they have access to. How many people can they throw against China and Russia? Right? Makes sense. China has a few billion people. Islam has a few billion people. Roman Catholicism has a few billion people. Russia and China together is going to be an enormous challenge for the West and the psychopaths that run it. So what they are doing now, they tried to go into the Middle East and take it over militarily. Didn't work. Now what they're going to do is try to take it over through faith and culture by incorporation. That's exactly what's going on here. So look for that over the next 20 years or so, because I promise you that's what they're trying to do. It's pretty shitty the way they went around it, because you have the Pope going in there and say, <laughs> and say you know, so there's a lot going on here. And, and also, if you incorporate Antarctica into all of this, right? You found a culture. You found the genesis of the current iteration of man mankind. So not only do you have the incorporation of Islam and Christianity, that's going to be the, the basic planetary usual shit, right? So we're, go we're invading countries for oil and whatever else. Not, never mind talking about altering the energy around those areas with, uh, through electromagnetic frequencies and, and cultural shifts. But Antarctica, you're going to see the genesis of this culture that we call mankind on Earth. You're going to see that come out of Antarctica, and it's going to be a lot of rude surprises for a lot of people. That's why they're trying to incorporate a lot of as many, many different sects of Christianity and Islam into one thing. That's why they have a, they'll have a strong faith based power base 
so that they can go out and once they reveal what's what's happening in Antarctica, then the shit hits the fan because you're going to see massive upheaval. That's going to be one of the end games that they are going to use. Um, so what else do we have? Oh, yes. Yes. We have this enormous, enormous thing. Oh, oh, that's before I get to that. Before I get to Venezuela, because Venezuela is another shitstorm. And don't believe anybody's bullshit about Venezuela being uh, is run by a dictator, Maduro. And Maduro must go. If you read John Bolton's tweets, John Bolton being the idiot with a mustache, I, I can't. Uh, fuck, I hate that guy so much. I mean, I don't wish anything bad on him. Because you can't say that kind of thing on the radio. Um, but, you know, I, if he went away, I wouldn't miss him. Uh, so Venezuela is a, is a big thing going on right now. However, I somehow subscribe to the uh, mantra of, I'm not happy until you're not happy. And this is what I am just fucking giggling about. I'm fucking laughing my ass off with this shit because we have Virginia. Virginia is in. <laughs> it is going to the shitter. We have Elizabeth Warren. She's an idiot. That moron decides to try and get out there. And she just announced her run for uh, president. She's She just announced her campaign. So, this is what I love about Virginia. <laughs> this is what I love about Virginia, right? So it's it's Democrat run. They've got the governor, um, uh, the governor of uh, which I'm gonna call it of Virginia, Northam. He was spotted in a yearbook dressed up in blackface, uh, next to a somebody that was dressed up as a Klansman. So the other question you have to ask yourself is one: not only not only did this asshole do this. But who are the assholes that wrote and decided to edit the yearbook that allowed the picture in there to begin with? The yearbook is from the 80s. We're not talking about Jim Crow here. We're not talking about this yearbook being from the 30s where we all did Al Jolson impressions and sang Mammy up on stage in blackface. No, we're talking about something from the 80s where this dumb shithead decided to go out there and dress up in blackface. <laughs> so... We got that. And that's the governor of Virginia. We have the next person in line. The attorney general, also a Democrat, Mark Herring. He decided to wear a blackface when he was 19 years old at a 1980 college party. Oh, it was a great time because they decided to dress like rappers. Oh, and perform a song. That must have been a real hoot. Then... We also have Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, who has women coming out saying that he forced me to perform oral sex on him. Not your intrepid host Christian, but the women have said that they were forced to have oral sex with Justin Fairfax. Okay, another woman came out. So two, and <laughs> this whole thing, the whole structure of the good old boy network in Virginia on the Democrat side is imploding i'm laughing my balls off about this because oh the democrats are so pious they don't do anything wrong 
They are the pillars of justice and also the unsleeping sentinel of civil rights. No, no, they're just as much of a bunch of fucking assholes as the Republicans are. They're dressing up in blackface. They're shoving women's faces into their crotches. And if, <laughs> if we're to believe other people, like Cory Booker, who is now running for president as well, he's assaulting men and forcing them into bathrooms and forcing other men to commit oral sex on him. So, <laughs> I mean... If you're, if you're a Democrat, you seriously have to ask yourself, what in the fuck is going on? And why are these people running for anything? How are these people getting elected? It's a good old boys network. That's how. And they all do the same fucking thing. Elizabeth Warren decided to say, I am going to run for president. Now, Elizabeth Warren is affectionately called... Pocahontas and Pocahontas by Donald Trump because she has claimed time and again that she is Cherokee. Well, this fucking idiot decided to do a DNA test, and the DNA test said that there is in no way that this moron is American Indian in any way. In any, they have to go back 10 generations to even find a trace amount of American Indian blood in Elizabeth Warren. She has so few droplets of American Indian blood in her system that European Americans are more Native American than she is. She has 0.09 American Indian blood in her, and European Americans have 0.18% American Indian blood in her. So Europeans have more blood in their system than Elizabeth Warren. The Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos of Amazon Notoriety, decided to do something that was altruistic and bipartisan. They, I just took a sip. They have received a registration card from the State Bar of Texas because... Elizabeth Warren was doing some legal work in her youth. And on said card, what does it say? It says race. Ooh. And this is from 1986. Elizabeth Warren, 727 East 26th Street, Austin, Texas, 78705. Uh, let's see. Oh, she was born in Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, date. 41886, clearly signed by Elizabeth Warren, race American Indian. So after <laughs> this whole time, this whole time, this squaw was trying to tell you that she was American Indian, she's part Cherokee, and gosh darn it, there's nobody that is going to tell her different. She is in fact Cherokee. And then once this DNA test came out, she desperately tried to walk it back. And so, well, I never directly said I was American Indian. You people read between the lines. I associate with them. I'm not, I don't know if I'm direct. In all this bullshit, I never once declared myself as an American Indian on any sort of official document in the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, here the Washington Post clearly comes out and says, we found the document from the Texas State Bar 
and it clearly says in your own handwriting that you are an American Indian or that you're claiming you're an American Indian. And this idiot decides to say, yes, I am going to run for president in 2020. I mean, uh, you just gave Trump the biggest present he could ever want for. He could ever want. Could you imagine this idiot trying to run for president? I mean, this is fucking great. Sure. I mean, I'm no Trump supporter, but Jesus Christ, what the hell are you doing? And then you got Cory Booker out there who's forcing uh, men into men's rooms and getting them to try and blow his dick. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then you got rumors that Hillary Clinton is going to run. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be great. She couldn't even stand up during the 2016 elections because of some medical disorder. And now she's going to go out there. I mean, what difference does it make to quote her? Uh, but still. Uh, but however, I don't see what the Democrats are doing here. Uh, they're, they're literally throwing people up on stage that are so poor and they're degenerates they are bottom they're lower than squirrel shit or they're nuttier than squirrel shit and lower than snail turds i mean that's how bad we are here i mean not we but that's how bad the democrats are and you you only have one person one person in the democrat party that has decided to run that has any sort of clout with me she has got ovaries of steel and as far as I'm concerned, when she stands up, it sounds like bell buoys because those ovaries are clanging together and they are made of titanium alloy. Her name is Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi Gabbard met with uh, Bashar al-Assad, the head of Syria. And guess what she found out? The guy isn't great, but he certainly is not an ally, a uh, um, uh, terrorist, or, or <laughs> screwed up that one. Bashar al-Assad is not the best guy, but he is certainly not an enemy of the United States. Contrary to everything we fucking hear in the Western media. ISIS goes into Syria. Al-Qaeda goes into Syria. All the rest, all these terrorist organizations, they go into Syria armed and trained by... The United States, France, Britain, Turkey, Israel, the whole, Saudi Arabia, UAE, they all tried to kill Bashar al-Assad's country and destroy the sovereignty of Syria for more than one reason. We got oil. We also have ancient technology that the United States is trying to dig up and find. They're trying to get all this out before whatever shift occurs a few years down the line and everybody comes home and says, guess what? What the fuck have you been doing with planet Earth? You can read between the lines on that one. So she meets with the Bashar al-Assad. And she also says that the United States has got to keep its own fucking nose out of everybody's goddamn business. Stop creating wars. Stop hiring mercenaries. Stop creating terrorist organizations that go into different countries and under the guise of grassroots movements and we just want the people of these countries to rise up and have freedom and democracy for everybody. She says it's all bullshit. There are rogue elements within the United States. They are hiring these people. They, the United States is funneling this, these weapons to these people. You got to stop it. So, of course, 
oh my god, somebody that's out there making some sort of sense. She's a Democrat from Hawaii. Some sort of sense. Immediately. Everybody in the media is saying she is a traitor. And clearly, she is an agent of Russia. Why? Why is she an agent of Russia? She's saying the United States should stop creating wars and hiring terrorists to do its dirty work. And now she's a terrorist. Now she's an agent of Russia. Are you fucking kidding me? She's an anti-interventionist. She says the United States should trade with people. The United States should stop bombing brown people for no fucking reason other than some corporation's desire. Or other than some, uh, some plot to break up the Middle East. Oh, by the way, there, there's another funny story with that. Fatso Pompeo. The guy could cut down on the cheeseburgers a little bit. Uh, he's the head of the, uh, I think the State Department now? Or the CIA? One of those. I don't know. Pompeo, whatever. You, you get it. He's part of the Trump administration. He waddles around the West Wing. He released a map saying these are the people, these are the countries that support uh, Guido or Guido, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. And these are the countries that want Maduro of Venezuela to get out. And it was a map. It was a gray map. Venezuela was in yellow. The countries that supported uh, Guaido with the United States, they were put in blue. Now, what's interesting about this map is Turkey was divided in two. And some sharp-eyed Turks said, uh, excuse me, yum yum. What the fuck are you doing with this map? Why is Turkey divided in two? What are you not telling us? Well, clearly that's going to be Kurdistan. So now, <laughs> so you have Tulsi Gabbard who is saying stop with the interventionist policies and you've got everybody in the media. You've got everybody, extremely pro-Israeli people and more than likely dual citizens coming out against Tulsi Gabbard because she doesn't want America to be in any more wars. They're calling her an agent of Russia. They're saying clearly she's been hired by Putin, another agent. And they tried to dr drum up all sorts of evidence about Tulsi Gabbard being aligned with Russia. Well, the, the, the evidence that they're finding, supposedly finding in quotes, more like doctoring, is evidence that's presented by Democrat-leaning organizations that have a horrible reputation of creating fake accounts to look like Russian accounts to go against Republicans and people that don't toe the fucking line. So Tulsi Gabbard is an enemy. Why? Because she no longer wants the United States to be interfering in other people's fucking business. And as far as I'm concerned, Tulsi Gabbard is the only person the only person the Democrats are running that have that has any bit of clout and maturity to deal with the world on a global stage. This is how bad it actually got. You have some fucking numbnuts from the New York Times. She went on the Joe Rogan experience. Her name. What's her name? Weiss? I don't know. She's a, a, she's one of these morons that go out there and say Trump is clearly aligned with Russia, not citing any evidence, and says uh, things like, oh, Tulsi Gabbard is quote-unquote an Assad toady. 
And Rogan, for what he's worth, said, well, what does that mean? And Weiss from the New York Times, the established and pillar of journalism, a shining beacon, a lighthouse upon the jetties of fake news. She doesn't know what the fuck the word toady means. How do you not know what toady means? So she was at, and she goes, no, I think it, her, her name is Barry Weiss or Vice. She goes, no, it's like a T-O-A-D-I-E. I think it means what I think it means. And she's stumbling around. Rogan then informs her that the word toady means sycophants. And then she go, and he goes, well, what do you mean that Tulsi Gabbard is a sycophant of Assad? Meaning somebody that is enamored with somebody, someone that blows the other person and doesn't look back. I don't remember the details, Weiss said. So this person has a job at the New York Times and is supposed to be writing and reading for a fucking living and she doesn't even know what the fourth grade term toady means? And these are the people that we're supposed to believe. Are you serious? Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you? How is, how is the quote-unquote hashtag resistance even functioning? It's, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling how these people even exist. And how you, how anybody can take the mainstream media seriously. She doesn't even know what the fucking word toady means. You got CNN and Washington Post literally running lies or, or pr printing lies about everybody and everything. Now, another interesting thing that came out, speaking of lies. The Senate Intelligence Committee. So, you, you know, you have the House Intelligence Committee and you have the Senate Intelligence Committee. Same thing, just different parts of the government, right? So the, the House Intelligence Committee is where you have that moron Adam Schiff coming from, subpoenaing everything and anything he can get his hands on regarding Trump. And then you've got the Senate Intelligence Committee. So if you go to the House which is basically like a bunch of fucking monkeys and barnyard animals crowing and cooing and doing whatever else, making all sorts of noise, but not doing anything about it and not getting anywhere about it. You got those guys saying, oh, it's Russia, Russia, Russia. Clearly, the United States has been hijacked by Russia because Donald Trump is president and we're going to get to the bottom of everything. We're going to look into Donald Trump's finances for 20 fucking years. We're going to go subpoena documents from Deutsche Bank, which is being com combined with Commerce Bank. So I wonder if those documents are ever going to be had. Uh, we're going to look at his tax returns. And they're saying, well, Hillary Clinton presented her tax return and everything. Oh, we're going to get the Senate intelligence committee comes out and says we've interviewed hundreds of people and they also said we interviewed 300,000 documents now there's a joke in there that you're interviewing documents is pretty one-sided and we've looked at 300,000 documents related to supposed Trump Russia collusion and do you know what we found the Senate Intelligence Committee found nothing Absolutely 
nothing. They have the same powers, if not a little more, than the House Intelligence Committee. And yet we have Adam Schiff, this little fucking rodent, going around and lying about things. And leaking to the press. Almost in real time. They're on the hunt. They're going to find the Russian collusion, whether it kills them or not. And the Senate Intelligence Committee said, no, there's nothing fucking there. This shit has got to stop. You're bringing the world to the brink of a nuclear war because there is going to be a confrontation with Russia. One more idiotic comment. Now, you've listened to me for years now. Years. And I've said plenty of stupid things. And I'm usually right about all of the stupid things that I say. And for a long time, including today in this very episode, I said the United States and the West and everybody else, they've been funding Al-Qaeda, they've been funding ISIS, and people were looking at me like I had two heads and three asses and said, "How? what evidence do you have of this? I mean, read between the fucking lines. That's what evidence you got. Do some thinking, and you'll find out what's going on. CNN all of a sudden decides to agree with me. The CNN report finally came out that said, oh, the United States and Saudi Arabia has been funding and arming Al-Qaeda. Way to go, CNN. Thanks for joining the fucking party. Saudi Arabia and its coalition partners, the CNN report begins, have transferred American-made weapons to Al-Qaeda-linked fighters, hardline Salafi militias. I wonder if you can get a Salafi sandwich and other factions waging war in Yemen in violation of their agreements with the United States, a CNN investigation has found. The weapons have also made their way into the hands of Iranian-backed rebels battling the coalition for control of the country, exposing some of America's sensitive military technology to, to Iran, say that, uh, and potentially endangering the lives of U.S. troops in other conflict zones aha aha saudi arabia and the uae its main partner in war have used the u.s manufactured weapons as a form of currency to buy the loyalties of militias or tribes bolster chosen armed actors so on and so forth the revelations raise fresh questions about whether the united states has lost control over a key ally presiding over one of the most horrific wars in the past decade now cnn is only saying that they that uh, the fighting in yemen has caused this and they're only citing that the fight in yemen is what's is where al-qaeda is getting its united states weapons from uh, no yeah that's part of it but you're not going fucking far enough asshole because you got to look at Syria. And you got to look at ISIS and what kind of weapons they have. Now, why are they going after Yemen? Nobody can figure that out. All of a sudden, Saudi Arabia starts bombing the hell out of Yemen. Why? What for? There's no reason behind it. Oh, well, Iran's in there. Well, Iran wouldn't be in there if he, if he didn't decide to bomb the fuck out of the damn place. And kill all sorts of civilians. And blockade the joint. And put sanctions on them. I mean the United States. Literally. 
is supplying Saudi Arabia with weapons, with manpower, and also intelligence. Why? What's the point? What the fuck is Yemen about? Now, Yemen is supposedly, I mean, this is rumor mill stuff, uh, so I'll preface it with that. Yemen supposedly has a Stargate off of its coast. And supposedly, they decided to not play ball with the West, meaning the United States. The United States wanted access to the Stargate, and Yemen said, go shit in your hat. And that is why they're bombing Yemen into the Stone Age. Now, a Stargate is exactly what you think it is. It is some sort of portal, an ancient portal. Now, whether that is a stone-made portal or a metal-made portal or a naturally occurring portal, uh, it allows travelers to get across literally the galaxy into other planets other realms of existence other dimensions either either in the past either in the present or either in the future so this is a massive massively important tool and ancient piece of technology that the united states wants and the west they want it too and Yemen said, go shit in your hat. And that, I believe, is the bigger story behind Yemen. That, that, is, that is the only real thing that makes sense in all of this. Because there's no other reason. There's no other reason why they would do this. So you, do, you never find a reason for, for them bombing Yemen into the Stone Age. You never do. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. You can find a couple of pictures uh, of Yemen and the supposed Stargate on uh, on online, and there there I don't know if it's Stargate or not, but there is something down there because the pictures look so odd, and there there's a circular object underneath the water. Very, very weird. Oh, speaking of circular objects, I've known about this for quite some time, but other people are finally catching on. There is an eye, a, a huge, huge stone eye in Africa. It's on the, uh, the west coast of Africa. Look up eye. You can Google it, um, and, and you'll find it. It is massive. Go on Google Maps, and you'll find this, this massive eye. Now people are claiming, well, this is the um, this is Atlantis. This is what they've been talking about this whole time, because it looks as though it has three centric rings, just like Atlantis and Plato, uh, or the way uh, Plato described Atlantis. And so this must be part of it. Now you also saw another sore. You also saw another story um, that came out a couple of weeks ago that. People were claiming they found ancient ruins off the coast of Spain. This is interesting. And then you could say, well, I mean, where they're finding this large eye is in the middle of a desert. How could anything live there? Well, back then, it wasn't a fucking desert. So you're starting to see more and more of these stories come out, and it's very, very interesting. So look out for that, too. Oh. Oh. So, and I'll probably leave you with this. 
Because I'm running out of... Nah, I'm not running out of time, but I'm just fucking tired. It's been an hour. What more do you want from me? You try doing this for an hour. And then you get back to me. Uh, th- I'll leave you with this. So, we've got a, a lot of icky things out there going on. Particularly icky things involving pedophiles. Uh, we'll have to start this story. It goes back to 2016. Um, where <clears throat> we had Anthony Weiner, and he was arrested for doing what? Well, he was sending sext messages and picture messages of his penis to underaged girls. So he got nabbed. He had a laptop, and on said laptop were a couple of files. One file in particular was entitled insurance policy and in the insurance policy uh, file he had a bunch of emails from his wife Huma Abedin that he decided to forward to himself from her laptop whenever she left it open well Huma Abedin is the number two to Hillary Clinton while she was at the State Department nobody knows how Huma Abedin got to the spot she got in everyone in the State Department said who the fuck is this why is she number two There are far more competent people and experienced people that should be advising the Secretary of State than Huma Abedin. Well, it was rumored that Huma Abedin and Hillary Clinton were lovers. And that would explain why Anthony Weiner was going around sending dick pics to underage girls because they had an open relationship. So in the insurance file, once this thing got nabbed by the NYPD, because that's who arrested him, the NYPD went through the laptop and decided to say to the FBI, listen up, you motherfuckers better start investigating this shit or we're going to start leaking this shit. And said shit involves pedophilia, child trafficking, and human trafficking. One video is apparently so bad, it shows Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin performing a satanic ritual on an infant. Now, I won't go into the details, but it is icky. Look it up. So, a lot of these elites of the financial sector, the political sector, the religious sector. Oh, oh, that's another story I just remembered. The religious sector, they're all involved with child trafficking. If not all of them, a lot of them. And then what they do is they try to get new members of the finance community or new members of the political class into compromising positions with underage people, girls or boys. And what they do is videotape it and use it as blackmail. So you better play ball or else this shit gets leaked. That's how politics works. And there's drugs and there's everything else. Snuff films, that's a big deal out there. And what happened was, under the Trump administration, there have been literally thousands of arrests involving child traffickers and pedophiles across the globe. And my assumption is that the FBI, even though it's going against Trump, 
There are elements within the FBI and various government agencies that don't really like pedophiles. And they decided to use those messages and emails as clues and started to arrest all of these pedophiles. One of these pedophiles is a big-time guy. His name is, I believe, it is Pell. P-E-L. And of course, you know, here's the fucking problem. I have had such fucking issues all day with technology. When I need to use it, it doesn't fucking work. Oh, God. Anyway, we'll go to number two here. So, I believe this guy... <laughs> and this shit still doesn't work. All right, so, I believe this guy's name is Pell. Now, Pell is a very, very interesting individual. Why is he interesting? Nah, his name's not Pell. Something else. Anyway, he was he is Bill Clinton's spiritual faith-based advisor, I believe. Here we go. Maybe this is it. All right, I got it. Hurry for me. Yeah, talk about talk about killing dead air, right? All right, so. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Bill Clinton's faith healer, Jawa Texaria de Faria, John of God. He was arrested because. He was literally running sex slave farms. Sex slave farms where children were bred to have sex. Children were being sold for about $20,000 a piece, upwards of $60,000 a piece in Europe, Australia, and the United States. This piece of shit is a faith healer to the Clintons. This piece of shit is also good friends with Oprah and a myriad of other very, very wealthy and well-connected individuals on the global stage. Now, how did they find this person? This person was found and ratted out by a woman by the name of Sabrina Bittencourt, aged 38. And so this got everybody in there. And I would assume that the Anthony Weiner laptop and the insurance files also played a part. This guy is 77 years old. Sabrina Bittencourt is 38 years old. She put all the pieces together. She decided to rat this person out. And for all of her work, and finally, we are starting to break up these massive pedophile rings. Do you know what happened to Miss Bittencourt? Miss Bittencourt decided to commit suicide. Really? Someone just ratted out a massive, massive pedophile and child trafficker. And she decides to commit suicide? No. 
let's be honest. She was not committed, or she did not commit suicide. She was suicided. She was murdered. And decide, and they came out and said, no, 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 she committed suicide. So you're starting to finally see all of this, all of these pedophile rings being broken up. And I would, I would suggest that part of this has to do with Donald Trump, even though he's no saint. As much as you try to say that he is an icky person or a great person, Donald Trump met Melania when she was 14 fucking years old. So what does that tell you? So, anyway, we are starting to see a breakdown of the old political and economic and military orders where these kinds of acts and these kinds of individuals were on top. Finally, this is starting to break down. You're starting to see society break down and realign itself. All of the things that used to work is, are, are no longer working. The energy networks that involve pedophilia. Now, why they involve pedophilia is a whole other story that we can take part in, and it's a whole other episode. Maybe I'll get to it in the other podcast that I do, Resonance, but I won't get into it now. It has to do with energy work and psychic intuitions and, and how they steal energy from people. And it's, it's almost as if you're taking energy from uh, these individuals. So think of eating a steak. When a cow is killed or a lamb is killed or whatever, it is in a state of fear. And so what happens is, is that the meat is pumped full of adrenaline and hormones, these fear hormones, and so that are also addictive if you eat them. And that's why people love steak so much, and that's why they're so aggressive or more aggressive when they have steak. Think along those lines except with people because people and human beings are that much more powerful psychically and energetically. So these old networks are finally starting to break down. So it's going to be an interesting couple of years. I suggest that within 10 years – actually, what years? <laughs> 2019. Okay. So we, I believe, are at a solar minima right now. So a few amount of sunspots. And the reason why that is is because we're entering into an age that is going to shift the planet as a whole. And seeing stories like this and seeing the breakdown of all of these networks, it's all part of it. It's ripping the Band-Aid off. Another example of ripping the Band-Aid off is Barack Obama. Everybody loved Barack. He was such a great guy. He, he did nothing different. He was shit in a different package. None of the bankers went to prison. Barack Obama bombed more brown people than George Bush II ever did. And then all of a sudden Trump comes into office and oh my god. The outrage. All of this stuff comes out of the woodwork. Well, where the fuck were you during Barack Obama's presidency? How come you weren't investigating that? Where the hell were you when Hillary Clinton was running? Where were you investigating the, her uh, piles of shit that she was leaving behind? The good thing about Donald Trump is that people are actually aware now of all of the nonsense that takes place in politics. Trump didn't do the majority of things that they're, they're accusing him of. But at least they're aware now. 
they can see that things aren't right. They're misguided, but they can see that things aren't right. So it had to start somewhere. And it started with Trump. It started with Trump. Things are finally going to change. And I'll leave you with that and look for more energetic disturbances that are coming up out there. You have to always ask yourself, why are they presenting this story? Or why aren't they presenting this story? And see what the larger implications are. And it's going to be a, a, a very interesting next couple of years. A lot of things are going to come to pass. And I'll get more into I'll get into that more. I can't speak. My syntax is off uh, later on. So you can find the Cafe American podcast on Stitcher and Podbean and also iTunes. And my other podcast, my bi-weekly podcast with Aurora, which focuses more on ancient technology, resonances, and frequencies that occur, energy work, think of that, and how it relates to modern-day politics. You can hear me bi-weekly on Spotify, YouTube, and also SoundCloud. The name of that show is Resonance. I'll be posting links and a ton of other goodies Involving that too. I'm your, <laughs> your intrepid host, Christian. This is the Cafe American podcast. You can find me everywhere you download your favorite po other podcasts on Podbean. Find me on Stitcher. Find me on iTunes. Find me on Twitter. And also find me on Instagram. That is it for me after a riveting hour. <laughs>